Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Welcome back to the podcast. Yay! We're on episode 131, I believe. 131. It, yeah. It's been a weird morning. It's been a weird weekend. Yeah. But we'll get into all of that. (laughs) I might be a little doped up on some uh, (laughs) some drill. Because my body can't handle anything. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Benadryl's making me a bit loopy today. (laughs) What are we talking about today? We're going to have, we're going to celebrate today and teach you how to celebrate more than anything, more than just our celebration. We're going to teach you how to celebrate Um, because it's, it's, uh, people don't do this enough. We're like recognizing the things that we're actually doing. We're very good at looking at the things we haven't done or looking at the things that we did poorly. And we all know, right? Like logically that we manifest from what we believe and we manifest from what we're thinking about the most. So how are we going to get some good stuff if we're not thinking about some good stuff? (laughs) Um, And then in addition, you know, I mean, we, we have been literally doing this (laughs) for ourselves and each other through the tough things that have been going on um, to allow ourselves to stay in process and, and, you know, see, see the value in what we're doing. So yeah, we're going to celebrate some wins. We're going to get a little personal with you guys and tell you some of our personal wins and what, you know, what we do to be able to celebrate even when things aren't exactly the way that we have imagined or we're still in process or we're still on the way like how do we how do we celebrate yeah and part you know and we showed up today and normally there are times we give ourselves permission not to record the podcast because maybe we're just not in that space we're not feeling we're low energy I think coming back and doing the live on Friday, which those of you who showed up, thank you so much. We enjoy having you. We talked about so many great things. So if you haven't seen it, please go back, take a look. We're kind of all over the place, but that's who we are. And, you know, and really kind of like, we had a lot of good gems that came out of it. And because we, because like we haven't done it in so long, we forget our routine of it and the idea of preparing ourselves energetically. And then afterwards, like kind of decompressing, disconnecting from the energy. And both of us felt a little wrecked the next day. Um, And it's a true thing. And from that sometimes comes angst, comes upset, comes, you know, it touches a lot of our cellular memory stuff because you know, when we're wide open like that, we're connected to all the parts of ourselves energetically. And so those parts tend to show up when we're not taking care of our energy and not taking care of our hearts and doing the work and doing the stuff we do to make sure that we're okay. So, you know, today would have been, I think, one of those days where we're like, yeah, we can have our pregame, but let's not record. But we had a lot of things to say, I think. And I think the messages we're going to be sharing today is, 
um, is important because it's helped us maneuver through some of the harder things. Um, and, you know, if you want, you know, some foundation for why it's important to reflect on how far you've come is because not only from what Vanessa said, the idea of the manifestation standpoint, but also our brain is negative biased. It's always going to try to keep us safe. It, it, yes, we can change our neurons. Yes, we can change the pathways. Yes, we can heal those things and become more of a positive biased. But when, when we're in trigger or low energy, or even just low psychic energy or physical energy, doesn't matter. Our brain resorts back to keeping us safe because it feels we don't have the ability to step up and fight off whatever harm is coming at us. So it's going to direct us towards way of keeping us immobile, keeping us isolated, keeping us safe in whatever way that is. And that showed up for both of us this weekend, I think. And, and, and part of our reflection and part of our sharing and our processing together and supporting each other was to reflect the things that we have, how far we've come. It's to keep the hope and to show the brain that, okay, we may be in trigger. You may be triggered to keep us safe, but look at where we've come from. It's okay to not be triggered. We're safe. It's like the proving to the brain that we're safe and that we can take care of ourselves. And that in these moments, and also I think too is, <sighs> I don't know about y'all, but I am a one of those taskmasters. Like when I'm in a healing frame of mind, I am like, I am gonna heal everything all of it right now. And I'm super pumped. I'm super driven, super like, yeah, let's do this. I never really give myself the grace of, <laughs> I, ironic, no, um, to, <laughs> to like allow myself the process of healing what I'm going through. I'm always pushing to the next vein. Yeah. And so because I'm pushing to the next vein of what I need to heal, I don't pause. And what happens when I'm not pausing to reflect or to see or to understand, I go into spiral and I never shut it down. I'm always mining for the next bit to heal. And you can't do that if you don't have the ability or the physical or psychic or emotional energy or mental energy to be able to do it. And so you go to burnout town. (laughs) We talked about that. Yeah, we have, and we've been there multiple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's like, we deserve to do it. Right. Like, so when we think about that, that concept of always working, it's, it's almost like w- w- when we talk about actual working, right. Like we work so that one day we don't have to, Yeah. right. Like that's the goal is to work so that one day we don't have to, and then we're supposed to enjoy ourselves. Right. <laughs> like, so if we're never enjoying the the things that we've created or the the shifts that we've made, then we're essentially never doing the retirement type deal. You know, we're we're just go through life being like, so I worked the whole time, right? And it's like, okay, that's not like the goal here, right? But it's hard when you're in it because you're want you're wanting to do that. You achieve things. You feel you feel good about it. Um, especially when you're when you do the things that we do, we have high expectations of ourselves. Even though we continue to try to blow those away to be like, oh my god, you're a human. But 
I still have that expectation that I have, I have to be doing so that I can be teaching. So I need to be healing so that I can help heal and it, and so on and so forth. So for me to be able to slow down and just let things rest and let things sit and just be like, Hey man, everything's, everything's cool. I don't, I don't have to problem solve myself today, you know, because I don't want you to problem solve yourself all the time. Yeah. It's like hard to remember that though. Like, especially when you want something, right. Most of the time when we're healing stuff, it's because we want something or we want like the opposite of what we've received already, (laughs) you know? So there's a good motivation behind it. It's just adding this part in to be able to say like the, the, the process can be more enjoyable, but then we also, we give ourselves, we give ourselves a better outlook when we are, we allow ourselves to see the good in the, in, in what we've already done. Right. It keeps us out of that. Like you said, kind of that negative thinking that isn't negative in terms of putting us down, but it's negative in that it's lacking positive. Right. Like, and it's we focused don't... on lack versus yeah. focused on the abundance of what we've created. And yeah. it's like manifesting 101. I mean, you don't, right. what you think about, you bring about, you know, it's, oh. it's kind of that way. And if we don't work to actively, consciously, intentionally, all the words, um, look at where we're at, we're not supportive of ourselves. So And that's something I think that is a really key thing here is when you're in your journey, I think part of your trust and part of trusting yourself in the healing process and learning that trust, you have to show up for yourself. And if you're constantly telling yourself what you're not doing, there's no level of trust that you can create with your inner being. That inner woundedness within you is not going to trust you when you're telling it everything everybody else told it its whole life. The reason the woundedness was there and you're perpetuating what they did to that part of you as an adult by focusing on all the things you're not doing and giving yourself and writing that kind of narrative of I'm not enough, I'm not doing enough, I don't, I'm lazy, I'm whatever you're self-perpetuating all of their messages and re and kind of really activating that wounded part of you which leads to so many different things that's where you get substance abuse that's where you get addictions that's where you get eating disorders or that's where you get eating you know it doesn't even have to be this the two specific disorders it could be your relationship with food or your relationship with money your all the things If you can't trust yourself to show up for yourself in a way that's kind and loving and compassionate, then your yourself can't trust you to handle money, relationships, love, support, whatever. Yeah. And we only build trust with evidence. But if we never stop to look at the evidence, then we just never believe that it's there. <laughs> right. So as you're talking, I was just like, okay. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like, it's coming to me because something came to me. I grabbed the notebook and then it left because, you know, space, space cadet me uh, on the Benadryl. Can't, it's like, if I don't catch it fast enough, it's going to be gone. Um, but that kind of landed with me of being like, if I feel like I'm always needing to work on stuff, I don't ever get the evidence that I've, that I am achieving. Right. Like it's, it's, it's like, 
you, you, you aren't trust building with yourself until you're able to sit with it, whatever it is, even if it's, um, you know, a super small thing that, that seemingly doesn't matter. We need to be able to show ourselves like you are showing up, right? Mm -hmm. Like just, just pausing and, and, and that the idea that celebrating doesn't mean you're done. So I think that that's, that, that's where it was. That's the, that's the thing that floated. It came back around, right? We are very much used to, you don't need, you don't get to celebrate because you're not there. Yeah. And it's like, there's no such thing as there when you actually think about these healing processes and stuff like that, you, because there's a, the, the world is a wild card. People are wild cards. There's always going to be stuff to work on new things that are brought to us that we don't have tools for. Like it's never ending but it's not always bad because we need to be able to do this. We need to be able to be like, no, no, no. These are adventures that we're going on. These are not trials and tribulations due to my inabilities, right? Like, because I've looked back to see my abilities. I've shown myself how I've healed and I've shown myself how I've shown up and I've, I've sat with myself to be able to give myself a pat on the back to say, because of, because you've done these things, because you continue to do these things, you will always do the things. Right. So it loosens up everything. And that's where that like that was what it came into my head because I thought about it. And I was like, the other day I was thinking about what I was like when I first got to South Carolina it was a friggin mess. Like I, I can remember sitting on the couch and trying to have a conversation and I would have to have a pillow like to squeeze basically while I was talking because it like I was like hugging. I needed to like hug myself in order to sit still because I felt like I needed to do and I needed to do and I wasn't doing enough and I had failed. Like there was all this anxiety. And I remember my friend like kind of like, like, like um, reflecting that back was like, I've never seen you like this. I don't like, I don't know what to do to help you, but I've never seen you not realize like how strong you are. Like I've never seen this, like this happen with you. And um, I was going back in my mind and going, Oh my God, I do remember that person, but I did forget that person because I've been so focused on what I'm still trying to do and what I've still, you know, had to do that. I forgot really how far I've come. And that was a moment for me. Where I was like, Oh God, like you have come a long way because you don't do that. Not only do you not do that anymore, but it has been a very long time since that level of anxiety has shown up with you. Even when in your bad moments or that feel bad, it it's never that intense anymore. And that's amazing. Like amazing, amazing. And, you know, without doing that, without that reflective moment, I feel like I, I, I would stay stuck in the ideas that that kind of go along with the continuing you're not you're not doing enough and you've screwed this up and you blah 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 and like going back and being like yeah but remember what you couldn't do during that time because of that anxiety because you've healed that part you have been you've done so many things in between that you never could have done if you hadn't done that right so it's trust building of being like okay i i could take myself from a swirling mess of ball of anxiety constantly panicking and putting myself in panic paralysis on a daily basis, meaning like I can't do anything because there's too many things to stress about into a person who 
whose anxiety shows up very rarely and very specifically now. It's like, nice. Like, I felt that was such a good moment for me to be like, yeah, like I did do that. I did come all that way from, from that. I did heal. And so, yeah. So these, these are, these are the things that we have to do in order to show ourselves, right? Like we have to show ourselves the evidence. This work is worth it. Um, but you also get to enjoy it. Like I was, it was really nice to sit in that and be like, oh my gosh, like, that's cool. Like trying to imagine being that person and being like so far from, like, I can't, I can't imagine it on my most anxious day. I'm not that cool. Need to do that reflection, need to be celebrating those wins because it made me feel way better about today. Yeah. Way better. Yes. And you know, two things. I saw this one of this, I think it was on Instagram. Of course it was. I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> um, where it said, the finish line is for the ego and the journey's for the soul. Yeah. It's when, you know, people I think don't start the journey of healing because they're so afraid because everybody's, you know, is saying like there's layers and it just it's a continuous journey. And it is, you're right, it is a continuous journey. But I think the thing of it is, is that we don't always give credit to the fact that there's so many wins along the way. There's so many moments of letting go, releasing, of shifting, of rewiring in our brains that, yes, it's ever going, but the more we stay on the journey, the quicker it becomes less fraught with upset, with depression with unkindness with anxiety all the things you're seeking to be free of because that's what we're that's what a healing journey is kind of is is we're seeking to be free of some sort of suffering and when we're doing that as we go on the journey it's like it's almost like you know the miner chipping away at the rock you're chipping away your suffering a little by little it may not seem like that at certain times but the more that you look back and go, whoo, I've come like a long ass way, the more you can connect with the worth and, and the it'll feed your desire and dedication to continue the work to free yourself of what you're suffering from. And suffering has layers. It's not just this happened and I'm suffering. It's all these things happened to create this lifelong suffering mm-hmm. in some facet. Yeah. And when we're talking about trust, think about trust in a way of, if you want a a non-human example, think about working with horses. So there's two ways to train horses. One is the wrong way and one is the right way. And why do I say that? Because I'm not a right or wrong type of person. The wrong way is about submission. It's about beating the horse. It's about creating fear in the horse and, and getting them to fear you so they'll do what you tell them to do. And they're always in that fight or flight. That's what your brain does when it tries to keep you safe. It keeps you in that fight or flight. It gives you that negative bias, that fear that it creates. What do you, what is the other way of even healing a frightened horse or training a horse at all is that you get them to join up in a sense, become part of the team. You create trust within them by the actions and how you train them you create safety for them 
in a space where you're allowing their fearful triggers, but you're allowing them to kind of decide for themselves whether they're going to join up. And I think what was it? I think Pat Pirelli, I'm pretty sure that that I used to have horses and I feel that there's so many now that do his type line of work. Everything's different. Some people are, there's a lot of differences, but the thing that he kind of created and, and, and what I learned from that was that the horse becomes, you become partners. You don't own the horse and the horse doesn't own you, but you become partnered doing things together. You create safety within each other, meaning it can trust you to keep it safe and you can trust it to keep you safe in the sense of like there's there's an equal partnership. And I think as we tend to our woundedness and tend to that part of us that is wounded, you're doing some of the same thing. You're asking it to trust you by showing it it can trust you, creating safety. And what does that mean? Safety is about understanding the, 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 that the brain creates fear from that woundedness to protect it. So when you kind of step into leaning into and challenging the fear and kind of, I always say, giving it a visual, like a virtual hug and kind of picturing yourself hug this piece of fear within you, because really hugs are magical. Um, you're also giving it space to say what it needs to say and, and creating understanding and saying, oh, I understand why you're afraid and not being like, stop, be so fucking afraid of everything. Like, you know, you when we're desperate to be out of the fear, we reject it, but it the healing doesn't come from rejection. It comes from leaning into it. Why are you afraid? Mm-hmm. Tell me what's activated. What is, what is, what is this one thing we're going to do mean to you? What are you afraid is going to happen that you're creating these kind of false fears? And then you can actively tend to that part of us. And then the wounded person is like, wow, I'm showing up for myself. I'm, I'm available to hear and give it the microphone of, of what it's trying to say to me and what I need release from and, and the healing that needs to happen. And when that happens, and then we turn around and go, and when we're in moments of high stress where everything's out the window and we're back in fear again, because that happens because we have varying levels of triggers, when we do that, we not only build the skills to be able to handle those moments, but when we're in those moments, it's a signal of, ah, but yet look how far I've come. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting that dictate my life. I'm naturally going into that space of compassion and understanding and empathy for that part of myself and not trying to spiritually bypass it, shove it down, ignore it. I'm allowing the emotion to surface and tell me what it needs to tell me so that I can kind of like love it to death. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like just to a form of death that we are happy with. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And and like, the, the the whole trust building process is is important for everything because without without trust we have fear and that's just it like that period end of story like if we can't trust something we will have fear because that's we we, we don't have enough information to be safe but if yeah. we if we were creating those those informations and and i think that like the important part of 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 that that you're outlining is the idea of the unknown right like because when we go back to celebrate those things it's like the just the reminder too of being like you didn't know what to do then either. 
and you figured it out, right? So today, when you don't know what to do, you can figure it out. And here's your evidence of why. So fear, it's good that you're here. Your job is to be here. You're going to be afraid of the things that we've not done before. That makes sense, right? Like it really makes sense for you to be here. But what we need to do is take this present moment that is new for us and take it apart instead of running from it or instead of, you know, using some sort of mechanism that feels like soothing because we don't need to do that. We, we aren't we aren't in that kind of danger. I, I usually tell people when we talk about the pause um, with like anger, usually like <laughs> I feel like it, it comes up more in that of being like, you need to really look at your threat. <laughs> Right. Like, so for me, when I start to get like super activated in my pause, I'm looking for the threat, right? Like how unsafe are you right now? Right. Are we in life or death? Or are we just having our feelings a little bit of hurt because we have the meaning of that word? Okay. If we're on the low end of that spectrum, we're going to create different patterns of behavior that help us trust ourselves in these moments so that we have less fear and less activation because we feel like everything's gonna be fine no matter what that I'm not so easily wounded or I'm not so easily triggered and the only way to do that is to experience change behavior go back explain to yourself <laughs> that you have changed the behavior and rinse and repeat enough times that you neutralize the amount of times that it happened in a negative way I mean, we would love for this conversation to just be like, nice, we just eradicate all of our fears by talking about the times that we won, right? Like, no, because it takes multiple times of positive interaction to to even neutralize one traumatic experience because brain's job is to hold on to that one and make sure it never happens again. So we will always be triggered. As soon as there's unsafety in a certain situation or anything, we're always going to be triggered there because brain's job is to be triggered. It's not going to not be triggered. It's our pause and behavior. It's our meanings behind that, that we, that's our job to shift it so that we create different ways to do things. And then we celebrate them. And this is, this is the beauty part of it is the celebration part of it. And like, I think we should like, like, let's celebrate, let's celebrate grace. Yeah. Let's talk about our wins. Let's talk about the big wins, the small wins, the things that, you know, it's funny that we're, we're coming up to our, our three year anniversary of the, the, <laughs> the podcast, but also it's almost half the year over the, the, the calendar year. And at the end of every calendar, calendar, sorry, calendar year, we usually do like a year end recap. But it's kind of interesting to do like a, you know, to, to be led to do some wins like half year, right? Like, <laughs> so I, I, I yeah. kind of like this. I feel like it's like setting us up to go forward and, and into the next six months, which, you know, no matter what, we understand that time is made up and all this stuff is made up. But I feel like society wise, some of that stuff just exists within me. You know, like I just feel June as the middle of the the, the year and that's it. Like, and, and I don't question it. So I like the idea of like, well, let's, let's evaluate and go, go into the next quote unquote half of the year with some understanding and some goodness of what, where, how far you actually have come. I agree. And I'm going to disclaimer these next few moments, because I'll tell you right now that I'm getting, going to get emotional because I'm already emotional. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know us, we are raw and real about everything, but that's where I'm at today. So, yes. <laughs> so please just open your you heart. Have... Wait, allow it. So your, discl your disclaimer was that you were going to be emotional? <laughs> yes, because, and, and the reason why I do it is because it helps me feel safer that I've warned okay. somebody that I'm going to be emotional. That's my way of saying, this is what's going to happen. You can choose either to be present and to listen, or you can choose to do what's right for you. But what's for me is I need to create a safe space and letting people know that I'm going to get emotional because I am not always comfortable being emotional around people that I don't know, or I mean, God only knows who's going to listen to this. Many people, I hope, but yeah, lots of people we don't know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's my way of, of saying creating safety in that I've created safety through the idea of warning people, I'm going to get emotional. And if that's something that triggers you or you can't or don't want to hear somebody get emotional, make the right choice for yourself. But I'm choosing to do this in the moment. And that it's that process of safety. I get it. I get it. Will that always happen? No. I going to say, I get it. <laughs> but because I, I mean, I thought I, I, I really, when you said disclaimer, the word disclaimer to me means something, obviously, because uh, yeah. that's why I, what activated me. Because I was like, what, how is this a problem? Right? Like, yeah. to me, a disclaimer means potential problem coming ahead. And I was like, this is no, like, at first, I was like, I want to just yell no a lot of times, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to say no, we're not going to do that. But I get I, I like, I get it for you, it's setting you up more than anything, right? Like it's setting you, you setting your intention more than pre-apologizing, which is what it sounded like to me at first. I was like, well, I'm not sorry, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sorry. I will cry. I will bawl. I will whatever, but I get it. Like, I don't need to set my, I don't need to set a bubble, right? That's not my, my thing that I have to do, right? Well, I also, I mean, think about when I do disclaimers for our readings, that's for me giving others yeah. the autonomy into their choices. Yeah. That's what I feel it does. Disclaimers for me say, this is what I am. This is how I'm coming. This is what I'm sharing. However, you have the autonomy to make decisions that's based on how you're reacting or feeling in the moment. That's what my purpose of a quote unquote disclaimer is. Yeah. Yeah. And also creating safety for myself. So yeah. Cause in I this would, space, I mean, I feel like in this space, because it's our goddamn podcast. Yes. <laughs> we cry when we want to. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all will deal with it. <laughs> I've cried right. before, but right. like, that was to me like, Oh no, we're going to cry. If we want, if we want to cry for 30 minutes straight, <laughs> we will. <laughs> right. Like I got a little, like I, and I understand that that's part of my process of, deciding that I'm not too much right yeah. like and that my tears are not too much and that my anger isn't too much and that my whatever isn't too much because I've worked so damn hard to be intentional that if you if you can't handle my tears I want you to deal with your own trigger but I'm not going to filter myself because yeah. you may not like it right so that was my activation immediately was like to protect you. That's what I feel like I wanted to do was to come in and protect you and be like, if anybody's mad, you can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like it, I don't care. <laughs> Cause this is our podcast. And if Grace wants to cry or if I want to cry, we're going to do it. Yeah. 
but I get it. And, and I'm I glad think- I asked because I needed to ask so that I could understand. Yeah. And, you know, and I think part of it too is that when I'm at this level in my life where everything I felt like so deep and the changes I've made are so life changing that it's not my typical, oh, I'm getting teary or I'm getting worked up emotionally. This is, there's a difference. And I think in my healing journey, I've noticed the shift. Mm. And the things that I say that are wins may not feel like wins to others, but are wins to me because mm-hmm. of how much I know it'll change my life going into the future. It's already changed my life, but like even more so. And I feel this year, let's talk about, I want to categorize mine into a diff- few different categories. Physical wins. I am on a mission right now to heal my body from a non-societal standard of healing from a very like i'm invested in recreating my relationship with my body and that's been ongoing for a little bit now but i think this year i've doubled down and i'm like i this is my focus this year my focus is part of my focus is my health how I'm feeling about my body, my relationship to it, learning to heal it in different facets, whatever, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, energetically, like all of the things. Um, And I feel that I've made super great progress in being an advocate for my body and what it needs and in the health, you know, in in the medical way um because of getting some stonewalling getting some non-supportive moments and being stepping up and being an advocate for it and saying i deserve better the winds of getting better sleep being more active um learning recreating a new relationship with food and 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 learning how my emotions play into my food choices and all of that that that's like like my physical wind my my entrepreneurial win is like, I finally LLC the business. I am it at the six months, I said in six months in December, in six months, I wanted to get everything, the foundation of the business in place. And all of that is in place. And I'm slowly like allowing myself to be in flow with it, not driving it like I would try to before. That is a huge win for me because I'm so type A, I used to be so type A, control everything. Everything has to be a certain way. And I'm just fluid with it. I'm like, it's going to be okay. Whatever happens. I have done so much public speaking this year that I am in awe of how often I've done it and that I've stepped out into that space of doing it and not beating myself up for it. That is like the biggest win I could have. Doing something I'm afraid of and not spending my spending time post event completely derailing myself and saying how horrible I was and how I didn't do enough and nobody connected and all the fear-based narratives and I actually woke up the next morning and I'm like oh my god that you did amazing and like to have that feeling is something I don't think I've ever experienced before in my life Mm. 
And that has come from the space of working through some big ass trauma. I mean, I'm talking about such huge trauma that it emotionally kind of took me out for a good week. Um, I have an amazing therapist and amazing friends that help support that. But I've lived with a narrative that of need of self-punishment for 40 something years and understanding why and where it started. While it's never great to have to understand your trauma, it was the biggest gift I think I've given myself this year. That was thanks to Mercury and the eclipses. <laughs> yeah. <thanks>. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. And, you know, with that, I actually physically felt the eradication of some of the root of it. Like, and all of the, <laughs> it's funny because when you're working on something outside of like the therapy, out in therapy, the outside of like your work, you do your intentional, your psychic work, all of that work. It's, it's not, coincidence that like after a really great therapy session on thursday monday's class comes and it's and it's uh, it's about healing your beliefs about yourself and i'm like oh yeah this is not ironic at all yeah. uh, <laughs> i so, don't i don't see a universal setup anyway. <laughs> and and finding that support in so many different areas to help me process it on all the levels the physical the emotional the energetic the mental the spiritual levels and and then, of course, when you eradicate a root, there's other roots that come with it. And so, um, yeah, I've given myself space to process a lot. And, you know, I left Canada in, 20, in 2005, and it was like one of the most hardest decisions I've ever made because I had to leave the kids. And that tore my heart out. And I, the person who wrote home with me told me to stop crying, just get over it. And I, and I, so I did, I intellectualized how I felt. I didn't look at the emotions I was feeling. I bottled them up. And when I was eradicating the self-punishment idea, I, it, that was part of it. Processing that, the emotions around feeling guilty, feeling like a failure, feeling like, and, and, and not only just that part of it, but also having compassion and empathy for the what I was experiencing and the high volume of emotional, mental, and physical stress that I was experiencing that those entire five years, while there were great times, there was so much that I didn't emotionally work through that I, you know, it, it just naturally happened. All the things that came up like week after week, and it was a lot. It was a lot. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not. That's. I'm not going to, you yeah. know, deny or candy coat it because it's a lot, and it was a lot. But it proved to me, in the reflection of it, proved to me that my internal wounding felt safe enough to show up with its one of its biggest and most widest and rooted part of itself, like. It was like, this is who we are. It's like the, it's like, if I could describe what shadow work is, I don't know, the past six weeks, that would be a good example. Um, but it allowed me to see it because it felt safe enough internally 
to give me that information and not have me perpetuate, self-perpetuate all the things that it's been happening. It knew I could offer it love and compassion and kindness, even to the smallest degree. And it allowed me to experience the, the healing of that. And that's a huge win for me because I have been asking and seeking my whole adult life about my relationships to everything, myself, my body, money, food, everything. And I feel that in doing that, it gave me such great bandwidth and it's a win for me because I now have access to so much information. And when I am triggered, I give myself like, okay, what is this hitting up against? Why are we here again? Like last night, yesterday, I wasn't feeling okay. And so I canceled on an invite that I got. And then I went into trigger. And then I had this belief system that showed up. Uh And then I had all of these pressures I was putting on myself. And sitting today in reflection with Vanessa, I, I figured it out. I had, I had the understanding because I wasn't angry at myself. It was just my brain's way of trying to keep me safe. And having that understanding allowed me to feel the emotion I was feeling rather than intellectualizing it and allowed me to process it. That whole way of being is so different from my MOs. I mean, it would take weeks for me to come out of that type of like fear-based thinking. And now it's just, I don't know. It's it's a gift. It's so good for you to hear you say it. Because you didn't even say that that way in the pregame of being like, I did that like way quicker. Yeah. Yeah. I gave myself the permission to show up in my emotion and allow myself to access the emotion that that process was causing, giving me the understanding of why I went there. To give me information on how not to go there in the future or to understand that that's where I'm headed. It's like the stage of awareness so that I can see it as it's coming and head it off and like stop the train before it has left the building. So. And that's a concept that goes across your life, right? Like, so when we take that out of, out of the context, just of the story that you're saying, it's like, that's the goal in all the aspects of our lives is to, to, to be in that space right like of of evaluation and just understanding and because it does go faster when we do it that way and it's just a to me just as or even less painful because of the amount of time that i'm in it to just do it to just handle it it's not something i ever understood before you know it always felt like well stuff it down well stuffing it down gives you weeks of bullshit and then years of bullshit because you haven't you know what I mean? Like every time it comes around, you get triggered. Whereas if you sit with it today in the uncomfortableness for a couple hours and figure it out, you won't do that. You will not have to do weeks and months and years across the board, right? Once we we learn that, but it comes through these kind of things where we get, we gather the evidence by doing it to be able to go, that was better, right? Like, I can very clearly see that I had one day that was a rough day and then that was it. Whereas I can see 
very clearly that I would have had three rough weeks <laughs> prior to yeah. this. So right there being, you know, that's why we do this win thing is because it really does show us the progress. We just aren't used to doing it. So we have to intentionally sit down and force ourselves to record a podcast. <laughs> we'll say the things out loud. <laughs> True story. True story. <laughs> it's <laughs> My therapy works. <laughs> But not even just therapy, but support, friendship, the intention of doing something and why that helps. There's a reason why gratitude works. There's a reason why talking about our wins work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the things I said on the live on Friday was to, when you're doing your gratitude work, always include yourself for showing up for yourself. Yeah. I think this is the first time I can actually understand what that means. Yay. You have been showing up. I mean, you've been doing some hard friggin' work. Lots. And then lots at the same time. I mean, that's the thing about it is that, generally speaking, I feel like many people have the opportunity to do it one at a time. (laughs) Right? Like, here's the one thing I'm going to focus on because it's one thing, you know, but that hasn't been happening as <laughs> you've been bombarded and you've been driven. Like, so there's been bombardment, like, I guess maybe kind of against your will, but then there's also been drives, like things that you're sick of having to do and wanting to do that. So it's a, it's, it's a lot all at one time to be processing well, and the way, like the way that you're showing up today of being like, I'm, I am going to allow myself to be grateful for putting myself in these positions 100 percent. and yeah i mean i think of it as like you, you know when you have when you have a kid and the, and you finally give that that permission for them to just ramble and talk and be and just be themselves it's like they have all the things to say and i feel that that's <laughs> my wounded self was like "Ooh, you showed up in a big way and you didn't punish me and you didn't like shut me down and you allowed me to have emotion and feel it and show it and experience it. Oh, here's all the emotion then. Yeah, right. Like, oh, so before you close that door, because I know you're prone to closing the door. <laughs> all this stuff's going to come out for <laughs> So Here's all the things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. But I see this, the shift and I'm, I'm proud of you for that shift. And I'm, like I feel privileged to be in that process with you to so because it feels it feels good, you know, to watch you, but it feels good. It's very inspiring for me too. That's why, you know, we meeting every week is good for us because we inspire each other. We show each other our, you know, strength and weakness. We show each other, you know, like all all the, the all the spectrum so that we can appreciate what we're showing up to do right because if we can see it in others we can see it in ourselves and that's like major you know like i it's it's major yeah and i'm excited to see honestly i'm excited to see what shakes shakes loose you know with all of this for you because it's like to me i've I've been saying it since the beginning of the year like this is our year like this is our year <laughs> there is a lot of goings on that successfully that that this year feels like it brought and 
it was you know like a freaking electric fence at the beginning but i get it now <laughs> yes. i get it <laughs> yeah absolutely and i do feel that you know while if in, in a former frame of mind i would have been like why like why like i would have been lamenting about but there's a part of me that trusts the process enough that i know that i've asked for this for so long begged the universe for this information mm -hmm. and it was like okay you're ready to hear it you weren't ready before a year ago i couldn't have heard this i would have i, I would have spiraled i i wasn't I wasn't available to myself to hear it. And I know I couldn't have done it then. And it, like, I could only have done it when I had did it. So, you know, I, I realize it and I realize that while it sucks, it's giving me the gift and the freedom. Like I said, like my being in my emotion and crying and being touching whatever emotion it is, whether it's happy, sad, upset, whatever, giving myself the freedom to experiencing it is going to less and less compound within my physical body and my energetic body that there isn't so much reoccurring cellular trauma like this is where i feel that i'm going to release and work through some of that cellular trauma and, and release it and make it a a piece of information that doesn't re-trigger all of that that's inside of me mm. and for that i'm eager to see that happen i'm very conscious of my ability to want to full steam ahead because i know what's on the other end of it but i also know that part of that process and the safety of it is giving myself the space to process the emotion that's showing up and allowing myself to fully be in the emotion and allowing it to be part of myself and not just oh, okay we'll put it on a shelf and come back to it later which is so funny when you say it like that. I'm going to allow it to be part of myself. And it, and and it's like, I'm being the emotion going, I am. Like, you don't get to allow it. I'm here, <laughs> right? But that's what we end up having to do because we're like, I'm not allowing you. What I'm doing right now is trying to negate you. And that's like, why am I doing? You are me. You are here. The, the radical acceptance of you being here is something I need to hit right now in order to get to the next level, which is, you know, making sure that I don't do things that make this harder on me. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So good. Yeah. So good. So Vanessa, what's your win? What's really funny is that I was th thinking about that and I was like, what am I going to say? And it was almost like, I wanted to just say to the, I'm over here, I'm flipping my selenite. Like for, for those who don't have ADHD, I have to be doing something while I'm doing something. And it, I know it doesn't make sense to most people. If I'm watching TV, I have to be doing something. If I, even in my sessions, I have, I also have my pen in my hand. So I have, <laughs> this is just, uh, so I've, I'm flipping my selenite. I'm screwing and unscrewing my pen. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know why I had to explain all this because this has nothing to do with what I was about to say. As I was thinking, it was almost like I wanted to say to the universe, okay, I don't even need to do the exercise. I understand. <laughs> right? Because I started to think about it and I was like, it is a long list. And so therefore, <laughs> you're most recent stressing out or your most recent lamenting 
doesn't have feet here. <laughs> I get it, right? Because, yeah, because I get it. Um, I feel like the person that I was 12 months ago, six months ago is like a foreign person. As much as I know that, that she's here, I just feel so far from that person that I'm like amazed right at the at, at that and i think that i have difficulty you know like like grace was saying too i have difficulty really you know acknowledging that and celebrating that um i've been trying to i've been doing a little bit better but there is that that i think that belief system that well if you celebrate it then you're done so don't celebrate it you got to keep going. You don't want to rest on your laurels. You don't want to, you know, like pre-celebrate and then screw something up, right? You'll drop the ball if you forget to hold the friggin' ball, right? Like, <laughs> and like, you can't just say you're great because then you won't, you won't go to try to achieve more things. That's a belief system within myself that a year ago, I, I truly believed about myself. It was an eye-opening experience for me. I said to myself, when you get comfortable, you don't do anything you just stop achieving. Well, that's all I needed to hear, <laughs> right? To throw myself right back into achievement mode and do and do and do and all that kind of stuff, which just backfired on me as per usual when I get into that space. So I think like probably like if I'm summing up like my biggest win and putting it, putting a blanket statement out there, it really has been learning to go with the flow and trust myself. And to trust the universe that I'm doing enough always. And even when I don't want to do anything, there's a reason for not wanting to do anything and allowing that to unfold instead of torturing myself in one way or another. Like when it comes to, you know, say try, trying to get back to South Carolina or trying to get somewhere. I mean, I, when I was in Jersey, I didn't know where the hell I was going to be. Um, it was kind of like just trust just trust it. And I couldn't just trust it until something happened, right? Which I know you're not supposed to do, but hey, man, it happened. Um, and then from there, it was like, I just kept getting like the the signals, right? Like of, it's fine. Look, look what else is showing up now and bit by bit. So like my business has gotten to a point where I'm afraid of this week coming up because it's too much. Yeah. Me, who a year ago was like, I should just go get a job because I don't know how I'm going to sustain my life anymore. Everything's falling apart, blah, 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 blah. Now it's like, I like, it's too abundant, you know, like not universe. I'm not saying take it all away, but I, I did not manage that. I, that because it just, it, it's just a, the abundance is flowing in. So when I looked at that, I was like, it is really funny that there was a time where you thought you would not make it, you know, and now you've been making it. You like sometimes you forget that you do this <laughs> and it sustains your entire life, your house payment, your truck payment. You're all like you're doing it on your own. You did it. Your business is doing this. Right. So that to me was like over the last year, six months, just the increase in all of that. And I didn't really do anything. So I thought about that the other day. And I was like, I stopped doing everything. I do social media, but it's more fun. I just like, I it's like chronicling my day. 
<laughs> and then and I throw in some memes here and there that have like some profound sayings on them. Um, but otherwise, I'm not trying to create like like things like like um, courses and I, and I was doing that. I was like taking courses on how to make courses and gathering all this information and trying so hard. And it was like, I, I, when I gave up, everything just got easier. I don't do anything right now. I literally do nothing. I let my work speak for itself and I put myself out there and, and, and people show up. So it was like, for me, that was learning about how, how much I, how much influence and control I believe I have versus how much I actually have. <laughs> it's like, yeah, your life can be a lot easier if you stop trying to do and just allow. Um, so that was one of the, you know, like for me, one of the major things. And I, and I continue to see those things coming through. I continue to feel and see how like money is showing up. It's not showing, uh, it's not, I'm not in lack anymore because I'm believing that I won't be in lack because now I have like so much evidence, you know, that's like, you figure it out. You always figure it out. And the universe has your back. You just need to trust and listen and follow, right? Like, so that you can do that. So that was like, I think blanket statement wise, like learning how to trust myself in the universe was like the biggest win. I never did that before. I always felt like I said the words, right? Like you can do anything or you always get through it or you always figure it out. I always said the words, but they didn't land as like faith in myself. They more, you know, I, I don't know what they were landing as. I don't know if I was just lip servicing it or what, but um, yeah. So that's, that's not like my blanket win. And I think like specifically I'm the most proud of the, progress that I have made in the relationship department because it is the bane of my existence for my entire life is relationships and specifically relationships with men um and I've come a long way <laughs> a very 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 long way I have learned how to see my triggers when they're happening much better. I mean, it's still, it, it, you know, it's still work in progress because there's a lot of trauma to work through. Um, I'm learning how to communicate much better. I'm, I, I've manifested somebody in my life who lets me communicate and also like supports, actively supports me when I communicate and that I've never had before. And I'm real. I realize that this is all happening because of the shifting that I'm that, that I've, that I've been doing, I've been shifting so much and I've been, um, allowing so much that more comes into my space to show me how to allow, right. Like in, in, in a good way. So yeah. that, I mean, that, that to me is a fucking miracle, to be honest. I, every day I feel like I'm living in a miracle when it comes to that, because I'm like, there's so everything's cool. <laughs> Right. everything's cool right like last night I was having a, like a little moment and I was like just trust right like I and I and and I did I it, it wasn't a perfect process but I continued to go through it I continued to breathe I continued to say you don't have to tell yourself these stories you can look for other things you don't act on your trigger that is telling you everything from the past is happening today look at today sit with today and everything was fine. Everything is fine. Everything is great. And it's like a goddamn miracle. 
like I can't express to you guys enough. I can't say the words enough that I have, I have reached a level when it comes to relationships that I've never been at before ever when it comes to feelings, when it comes to being all in, I don't have one foot in one foot out. I have two feet in like my belief system of, Hey man, it's going to be fine no matter what, whether it works out or it doesn't. And I don't have to cling on to it. Like these are all like major amazing things that I never thought was possible because I didn't really think about it. I just was doing and and actively participating in the trauma <laughs> over and over and over again. So um, that to me is like a major win because I'm also, you know, winning. Like I really, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good like relationship. <laughs> I can say that I feel secure in a relationship and I've never said it before. So that to me is like, you know, the, the more specific win um, that I'm counting on. Yeah. It's huge. It's unbelievable for me anyway. I mean, I, I, for me, the person who was anti-commitment, um, very low <laughs> self-esteem for quite some time, didn't believe that men were good, uh, didn't want to settle down ever, ever. I mean, ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah ever 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 um and would run at the first sight of of anything because again one foot in one foot out very easy I'm already leaning out <laughs> so, and I've learned how to not do that and it's I'm like a completely different person when it comes to relationships which is great I'm excited to see what comes of that it's and it's not scary because I do trust that I'm going to be fine no matter what Yes. And that is a big win. I mean, for those of you who know Vanessa and who understand what the chip gains projects means, um, <laughs> um, it is, I think it's, it is a big win for you. And I'm glad that from the experiences that you've had previously in those types and in, in relationships, especially in intimate relationships that what you've suffered from, from, and to have you be in this space, is mountains away like eons light years away from where you were when we started this podcast like i mean even just within the past year like it and i you know it's it's funny because i think to myself like i wonder if as i go back and listen to some of our earlier podcasts you know yeah. we shift our thoughts shift <laughs> All right, you know, our beliefs, our ideas, like our feelings, they they shift. That's why we re-record some of the podcasts because we're in a different space and have a different understanding, which is why it's appropriate. But some of the times when I go back and listen to some of those early ones, like within the first like, I don't know, 50 or so, like, or you know, it it I kind of am like, wow, we have come so far we showed up, we committed, we were like, we're processing this real time. We're here to help you guys process it real time. And, but I see the depth of growth that has happened within us. Yeah. Like we're not just showing up for others anymore. I think it shifted at some point where we're showing up for ourselves. Yeah. Therefore we have more information to show up for others with. Yeah, absolutely. More relevant information that feels connected, yeah. right? Like, like I, I've always felt that way of like, I can, you can give me information and I can preach it to people, 
you know, like I've learned how to speak to people over the years. I've learned how to stand up in front of people and give information. I can give information on anything because I can study too. I can hyper-focus and study and do whatever. So if you say, hey, you're going to give a 30-minute talk on mitochondria. I don't know what the hell, like right now, you're not going to tell me that. But you give me a book, I will find enough things to talk about in 30 minutes. And I will give information that is important about my mitochondria. I don't even know where the, I literally don't know what that word means. But (laughs) it's what was given to me. Oh, good. Awesome. (laughs) thanks universe but (laughs) people aren't gonna they're just gonna hear it as book information because that's all it is right whereas if i i'm now now i see where the analogy has gone wrong (laughs) because i was gonna say if i'm giving a personal account of my interaction with mitochondria (laughs) you're gonna get the energy behind it yeah you're gonna get the feeling and you're gonna get the vibration of my excitement or my like <laughs> excitement didn't feel right. You know, you're like, you're just gonna get my vibration of my connection to the material, right? Yeah. And that we we do feel that way, right? Like we talk about it when somebody talks with passion, we're like, oh, we're so into it. Like Tony Robbins, like, yeah, I'm gonna do some stuff. I have no idea what I'm gonna do, but you have gotten me excited because you're excited, right? Like you've put me in that energy. And I think that that's what happened here is that we're putting people in our healing energy. We're putting people in our process and our intention energy. And it's different than just spewing information that we could do that too. Yeah, You know, we we could absolutely do that too, but it doesn't feel aligned. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like we're showing up for ourselves in process of learning. That is the journey though. We consume and I gave a talk on Monday about this, we consume so much information and then we kind of just hold it and we're like, not sure how this fits in my life, but here's the information. Mm -hmm. And taking that information and allow it slowly, bit by bit to become integrated, to become part of us, to say, oh, that's what that person meant about this. Oh, and now I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. And also I think too is that's, I mean, that's, I feel that that's the way we can safely show up for ourselves so our brain doesn't get triggered and shut down the healing process. You kind of just go, you go to the idea of, let me consume information. And then it's kind of almost like sneakily or slowly you integrate all of that stuff in moments in time. And as you do that, it becomes a part of you and you become a different human because you're shifting tiny bits at a time. So, yeah. Yeah, and gathering information makes us feel like we're gonna be safe, right? Yeah. Right, so it's like, if I don't know what to do and I don't know what, what's going on, if I'm gathering information, I have the illusion, at least in the moment, right? Cause I'm just soothing the moment, moment to moment to moment. If I'm consuming information, it's giving me the illusion that I will be fine, yeah. right? Because I will be, I'm gathering information that I don't have right? I'm seeking information because I don't have it. Once I have it, I'll be fine. (laughs) Right. And it's like, yeah, no, once you have it and you learn to implement it, you will be fine. But the learning to implement part is the part that we get, you know, we get hung up on. And I think that that's, you know, that's what we provide here being like, here's some information and here's how we're doing it. You're going to, you're an individual that's going to do it differently, but we're giving you 
you know, a, a little bit more than just information. We're giving you bits and pieces of process so that when you're in process, it makes sense to you or like how to start or, you know, like just, oh, well, I hear that. That makes sense to me. And now here's the other information that they've given me. And since now, now I've connected in now, I, now I feel connected to the material. Okay. Now my whole self is listening, not just my brain. Yeah. Well, and it's the idea of telling the brain, it's giving the brain the knowns. If somebody can tell me how this works, then my brain knows how, what to expect. Because right. if you give me unknown of, I'm going to heal myself. Oh, what does that mean? Oh my God. Are we going to change everything? Oh my God. Is it, what, what, like my role is to protect you and you're not going to be protected because we don't know what's going to happen. Like, right. which is so funny because <laughs> meanwhile, as you're saying that, I was laughing because I was like, but also brain, brain is also saying this is none of this shit matters because we're different. Yeah. So that's why it never soothes to yeah. get the information, right? Because the brain is like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we're a little different. <laughs> and it's like, you're still going to have to figure yourself out, dear. Like you can go figure out all the people out here. You're <laughs> different, right? So simultaneously brain is like, go get information, but it also wants information from you. Right. And so that's where we, you know, we get, we get the most, the most value and, 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 and why things actually land is because we integrate it with ourselves instead of just, you know, having it be this blanket that gets thrown on us of like, okay, that's how to do it. You know, brain is also like, that's great information, but we still got work to do <laughs> because you've got this specific set of trauma bumping up against that information. You got to figure that out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it never soothes. It's funny. That's why I like, I, you know, I'll Google rabbit hole for a long, long time. Cause I'm just like <laughs> feeling like the information makes me feel safe in that moment. Like I'm gathering information, but I do always know what are you going to do with that information? Yeah. Cause that's going to be the most important part of it. And if you don't feel like that information actually pertains to you, then you're just spinning in a hamster wheel of, I think it's going to make me feel better, but it's not going to make you feel better. So jump off of it and go within because yeah. your brain is telling you like you've got information, but you don't know what to do with it. And the only way you're going to know what to do with it is to go with it. And celebrate every freaking moment along the way. You bet. Some days I'm celebrating like, like yesterday with being so rough, like my, my kid just likes to talk. She's seven. She likes to talk about everything. She wants, she's observing everything and she feels my weirdo energy. So she tries to soothe me by interacting with me because she doesn't understand that that's how I <laughs> And like all day, I just was like, you're keeping your cool, right? Like those were the wins I was celebrating. It was like, you're not losing your shit. You want to, you feel like you want to lose your shit and be like, everybody be quiet. I want silence for seven hours straight. Right? Like you don't, you're not going to do that. So it was like every time that I would see her as a kid and just look at her and be like, this is not a her problem. This is a you problem. To me, that was a win. I was celebrating all day yesterday of just being like, job good job reining that in good yeah. job bringing that back around <laughs> because you're gonna feel really bad if you don't yeah yeah so, little wins so like that. celebrate them all i hope that you take after this podcast or even during this podcast you've reflected on your own wins and where you have made the leap and where and and 
where you feel things have shifted, things have changed, where you've shown up for yourself and celebrating where you, how far you've come, no matter how little is showing up for yourself. Because what do, when do we feel the best? When someone tells us you're doing a great fucking job. Mm-hmm. That's when we feel the best. When somebody celebrates us, yeah. that's why, you know, we love <laughs> forever cheerleaders. Um, you know, <laughs> it, you have to become that for you because only you can see and understand the emotional work. I mean, there may be some people in your life that do understand it, but only you know the magnitude of what you've been doing and how great it is and how much freedom from your suffering you will find. And even if your week is, you know what, this week, I didn't tell myself to fuck off. That's a win, friend, that's a win. Yeah. Some days it's day by day. Some days it's week by week. You just please, please, please learn to celebrate all that you are in every stage. Because in every stage that you are, you are whole and complete. There's nothing for you to fix within you. It's just learning to love it and, and help it be transmuted and allow it to be part of your being. We love you. We're grateful for you to show up in this podcast that we were like, yeah, let's do a quick podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah (laughs) thank you for holding space for us and sharing our wins thank you for holding space for me and allowing me to be super emotional and in whatever way that you could hold that space i'm grateful grateful you're here and if you need us listen to the outro for our information and if you don't listen connect with us on the freud's angels facebook page and we'll see you again soon yes love you if you were triggered by anything said in this podcast please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast i'd love for you to connect with me you can find me at vanessa perry counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net and if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.